Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. My friends, before we do get into this week's episode of Raw Ups and Downs, just a quick note from me. I am becoming an astronaut. Give it a beat to allow the comments to go crazy. Go, what does he mean he's becoming an astronaut? I mean, that's not true. Of course I'm not. Can you imagine me in space? No, you cannot. But the thing is, I am actually not going to be here next week because I am away for a few days. And if you're interested, somebody told me this on Twitter the other day. I was like, is that true? And it is. We have now had a run of two years straight when it comes to the up and other down in. So I gotta go rest the finger of power. But do not worry because there are very capable people at what culture that will be filling in for me. Then I will return the week after, probably to go, ha ha, Goldberg just became the universal champion. But that's future Simon stuff. Let's worry about the present and let's up those downs for the latest episode of Montag Night Raw. Chad Gable is one of the best things about Raw right now, which makes it even more hilarious that at some point we were calling him Shorty G because he's not very tall, even though when he was doing this character, he would talk to people that he was taller than. Forget all that, though, because smart Chad Gable is absolutely fantastic. And of course, the reason I'm talking about him is because this week's episode of Raw started with the quiz bowl. It was Alpha Academy taking on RK Bro. There was five questions. There was a bunch of topics. And all of this was just super duper fun. It also meant you could play along at home and then lie on social media going, well, I got every answer right because I'm so smart. And it was Chad Gable who got the first question right. It was about presidents. And within that, he also said that George Washington was a dumb dumb. So once again, Chad Gable is killing it. We then had questions about biology, Greek mythology, and even cartoons. And it was Randy Orton that picked that. And Chad Gable could not handle this at all. And he started melting down like cartoons are for children. What are you doing? It all went bad because RK Bro screwed up a pop culture question. So Alpha Academy, including Otis, jumped in on that. And I'm going to level with you. I get that it was like a bunch of stupid stuff and people answering questions. 
Some of it was actually quite tense. It then turned out Gable knew nothing about movies and literature because he got a Hamlet question wrong, even though the entire time Oates was going ham, ham, ham. But I think Chad thought he just wanted a sandwich. And when Randy Orton finally chose sports, he got that one right. So now we have brand new number one contenders for the tag team titles. And this was a thousand times better than one wrestler finding another and going, oh, hello there, my chap. Could I have a championship opportunity? And they go, of course you can. And then they hug. There was also this great bit when Gable tried to answer a question about metric conversions, but got it wrong before Orton again was like, man, I can answer this one because Riddle, did you think I was the only one that baked? Now he meant to say, do you think that you were the only one that baked? But given this was a drug joke, there's every chance it was actually part of the script. So I enjoyed all of this from start to finish, even though it went on for a good 20 minutes, but it doesn't matter because these four guys have great chemistry and it is getting up. Gable was also wonderfully angry after this because he could not believe that he had lost the quiz bowl. But thankfully, 2022 is being really kind to our tag team champions because the Street Profits came out. They took the mick out of these guys. We then had a tag team match and Alpha Academy won. Oodalali up. This too was really entertaining with some great near falls, <laughs> even though it did end. We're the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll-up. When Chad Gable got that on the Street Profits, I was good with all of this. I mean, we do need to find some kind of a program for Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford, because you can't just hide them in the corner. But still, let us continue to push Alpha Academy through the next 12 months, and I will be a happy guy. Had a quick video for Lita after this to remind you she is back on WWE television, when out came MVP and Bobby Lashley. So this was basically the opening Raw promo but in segment three, honestly, I will always take that. MVP mimic Paul Heyman here was all like, oh man, could you welcome Bobby Lashley to the ring? And man, when Bob came out, he got a hero's welcome from the crowd because this was his hometown. And honestly, with his suit and his championship right now, Bobby Lashley, not literally, is on fire. MVP then promised us that Bobby Lashley was going to walk into the elimination as champion and walk out as champion too, but he continued his Heyman shtick because he was all like, well, this guy's great and that guy's great and what a competitor he is, but it doesn't matter because they ain't Bob. Lashley also promised to send Brock Lesnar to the hospital. <laughs> so I was just laughing away. Imagine that happened in any other walk of life. Hey, Lashley, what are you going to do to that guy? I'm going to beat him up so badly that somebody in the medical profession is going to have to bring him back to life. Forget all that, though, because I tell you the real surprise here. Nobody interrupted. Like, I watched the whole thing like this with my leg in the air for some reason because I expected somebody to do this, but it didn't happen at all. Actually made me feel a little bit uneasy, but this was good. Up. And then it was time to head to Alexa Bliss's journey back to Raw. And I have now realized it doesn't matter what I say. Nobody listens to me anyway, and everybody still goes crazy. So all I'm going to do is say purple monkey dishwasher. It's still not for me. Down. The whole point is that Alexa can't handle being separated from Lily, even though Lily is just a toy from WWE shop. And when it was taken away, she was like, Ray, Ray. She started crying as this weird music played in the background. And we had another segment later on where we learned that if you take Alexa Bliss's parking spot, she'll be cool with it. But if you cut in line at the grocery store, she will hit you with a loaf of bread. And I ain't kidding you. I didn't make any of that up. Something really weird is going on with Damien Priest too. Because when he got to the main roster, he got win after win after win after win. And then we gave him a character, we gave him a persona, we gave him a gimmick, which is basically like angry Damien. 
And now he can't win anymore. For one reason or another, he was taking on AJ Styles here too. And yes, it was one of those championship contender opportunities where I just sit there like, I don't understand what's going on or who I am anymore. But listen, it was AJ Styles versus Damian Priest. This was never going to be bad. AJ is one of the best ever. Damian Priest is really good. And it's getting it up. And it is a shame they only got five minutes, but I do think we're building to something here, even though it is a little bit murky. Because AJ was going to go for the phenomenal forearm, but Damo punched him right in the face. But when he went to hit the ropes and came back at Styles, he did get hit by the phenomenal forearm. And yeah, Damien Priest was pinned clean in the middle of the ring. And I tell you, that never happens. Priest was also super mad afterwards and it looked like he was gonna turn into Rage Cage, or whatever the hell we're calling him. And I suppose we are gonna turn Damien Priest heel, but I shall fold my arms Wait and see what happens. Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins were then in the back. And I tell you, if this doesn't become one of our WrestleMania matches, then I will shave my head and call myself Charlie. But Kevin had gone and wangled himself another match against Austin Theory. And this was wonderful because we actually got justification for a rematch. Owens was like, well, look, if I beat him this time, I'll have to go into the Elimination Chamber. And then you and I can fight Seth and have our match at WrestleMania. And everything will be dandy. It was clear that Rollins wasn't into this at all because he was all like, yeah, sure, Kevin. KO, whatever. So we are planting those seeds. I assume this was going to be a major turnaround for WWE as well, because I audibly said like a weirdo, well, I'm sure we won't do any 50-50 booking on this show. And then it was time for Ms. TV. And we did some 50-50 booking. Maurice accompanied her husband to the ring, and his guests were Ray and Dominic Mysterio. So I suppose we are going to do that feud, because of course last week, Dominic Mysterio lost to The Miz after The Miz did a little bit of cheating. And you could see where this was going instantly, given who was in the squared circle. So yes, eventually Miz said to the Mysterios, listen here, Dommy boy, you're quite a lot taller than your dad. Are you sure that Eddie Guerrero wasn't your real father? And I was like, wait, what did happen in that storyline? Was it ever actually proved that Eddie Guerrero wasn't his dad? Ah, I can't remember. Miz was also upset with Ray because he got a chance to qualify for the Elimination Chamber, but Miz didn't. He's on the cover of the video game, but Miz is not. And the Miz doesn't even get his face on the WWE production trucks. And I was like, that can't be accurate at all. But honestly, I googled WWE production truck, and I'm sure you'll be able to find one. But I went through dozens of images and not one had the Miz's face on it. So he's right. Anyway, everyone got so mad during this, eventually Dominic went, Miz, I wanna challenge you to a rematch. And we had the thing, Maurice at one point tried to trip Dominic, but the referee saw it, so he said, Maurice, you've gotta go away now. So then Rey Mysterio did trip the Miz, which allowed Dominic to hit the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, and he beat him. I mean, did we need two on one show? No. So this wasn't the best thing I've ever seen, but here's the thing. It was fine for what it was. It was mildly entertaining. The crowd were really into it. And honestly, The Miz deserves more respect than he gets. You can give him anything and he will make a good job of it. So I'm giving it up. Corey Graves did say during the Mysterio's entrance though, when The Miz and Maurice were like dancing around to the song, that looks more like a couple of giraffes in a zoo. I was like, Corey, what kind of flubbing zoos are you going to? 
Before we go any further, though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Austin Theory was then shown talking to Vince McMahon, but for some reason, we got no audio. So it's literally... Which I always find a bit strange. When it was time for Bianca Belair versus Nikki Ash. Now, straight away, you will be like, what? But as it turned out, a few hours before Raw, WWE just went, oh yeah, uh, forgot to tell you, there is going to be another Elimination Chamber match at the Elimination Chamber premium live event and whoever does win that will go on to face Becky Lynch at Wrestlemania. So why? Why do we do this? Why do we just schmoz them all together? This could have turned into a storyline. We could have qualifying matches like we did for the men. But no, someone just went kapow and there it was. It's just so dumb down. Anyway, it is going to be these two Rhea Ripley, Liv Morgan, Dewdrop and a mystery entrant, which is why we were having this match. And I tell you this, I enjoyed it. I mean, Belair just whammed Nikki Ash's head into Rita the ring post before hitting her with the KOD to get the win. But as I said last week, and I will say every week until she wins her championship back, this is what we should be doing with Bianca Belair. No matter who is stood across her on the other side of the ring, Bianca should win. And if we don't do that, something has gone horribly, horribly wrong. And then, ladies and gentlemen, I got excited. Because it was time for our 24-7 title segment. And as you know, while these are 100% bad, they are so nuts and they are so crazy, good grief, do I get a lot of entertainment from them. So as ever, Tamina, there is nobody meaner, our truth and Tazawa running around the backstage looking for Dana Brooke and Reggie. And they just legged it past them. And you would have to have been blind not to have seen them. But they just walked out in front of the camera. That's like, these three men, they are terrible. For some reason, Brooke then thanked Reg for her title reign, even though all Reggie has done the whole time is like flip around the place. And she kissed him on the cheek. And instantly, I kid you not, Reggie's like, oh man, what does that mean? And then they hugged. And there was actually a moment where it looked like... They were about to kiss. So this took an absolutely insane left turn. And when they realized that the 24-7 pack was coming to get them, they just ran away. And the conversation that Dana Brooke and Reggie had, it was literally like, uh, Dana, you just said very nice things about me and you gave me a kiss. What does that mean? Well, it means that I've just said very nice things about you and I gave you a kiss. All this is brilliant. It's the best stuff on Raw. I don't care. I know it's completely, completely wacky, but it makes me feel great. I'm like, this is why Raw is the best show because you never know what they're going to do. So screw everything I've said in the past. I'm giving it up. It was then Kevin Owens versus Austin Theory and the match actually had a reason. Look at me. I've got all flippy floppy. I mean, what a concept that is. And for the second week, it was really good. 
up. There were even callbacks to seven days ago because Austin Theory kept trying to do similar offense and Kev was like, you don't think I've studied the tape? I ain't falling for that again. Although when he did go for the stunner, Austin was able to reverse that into a German suplex. It was really cool. Kevin then also hit one of his ridiculous fireman carry suplex thingamajigs from the top rope. But if you can believe it, they hit the canvas, they both got up, Owens gave him the stunner, and he beat him for the one, two, three. So this goes back to the Dominic Miz stuff that we talked about earlier. I just do not get it. Like, why did you have Austin Theory get a massive win to get in the Elimination Chamber? But then a week later go, well, that wasn't great for Kevin Owens. He should get the win too. It means we've taken two steps forward and we've taken two steps back. And as I said a thousand times, it is like Google mapping to your own house. You don't get anywhere, so it's gotta get it down. Usual stuff between RK Bro followed. They are just absolutely awesome together. And even though Riddle was super excited that they are gonna get a tag team title match, Orton was like, listen man, you're in the Elimination Chamber, you could go to WrestleMania as the champion, but also you've got to face Seth Rollins later, so you must keep your eyes on the prize. Riddle didn't really care about any of that because he wants to have a toga party next week, which I think Randy would agree to, so I will look forward to that. And can you believe it, it came out over the last few days, this was meant to be a one and done? Thank goodness WWE source it. I do have to mention though, that Orton, when warning Riddle about Seth Rollins, said, don't forget, Riddle, Seth Rollins is the architect, which means he will do whatever he has to do to win. I mean, can you imagine? Hey there, I'm just looking for someone to build my house, a new architect, can you, can you help me with that? Not only can I help you, but I will do whatever it takes. <laughs> okay, maybe I'll just do it myself. And then, my friends, we jumped the shark. Cause it was one week too many, but yes, we had a video and Veer is still coming to Raw. I mean, has someone checked to make sure he's not dead? I'm pretty sure these started in the last week of October. It has just become too much. However, I have figured out a way to solve this and I can't believe it because it was staring at us in the face the right time. So what I did is I went out there and I got myself one of those men in black flashy thingies. You remember it goes whomp and it wipes your memory. So I thought, well, we can just do that and we'll forget about it all. So look, I've got one here. That's right, apparently we just hold it up. We look at it and we push the button and that should be it. So one, two, three. <laughs> right, so uh, what's happening? Um, right. Raw, raw, that's right, <laughs> we got a video for Veer here and it really does look like WWE has big plans for him because again, you know, it's all like, oh my gosh, Veer man, whatever his name is, coming to Raw, so I'm sure he will debut in a couple of weeks and he'll just smash him, guy and everything will be all right. Although for some reason, I am compelled to give this a down. Lita was then out to start our third hour and you pretty much could guess all of this before it even began. She was basically super happy to be back in the Royal Rumble because she saw all these superstars, but one person who was not there was Becky Lynch, <laughs> which is when Becky Lynch interrupted. So bring it down, that is 39 interruptions in WWE and 54 overall. And I'm pretty sure we're going to get to 100 before we even get to March. Lynch made sure to run down Ronda Rousey here and plant that seed too. But she was actually like, Lita, I'll tell you why I accepted your challenge. Because when I arrived in WWE, so many people treated me like a piece of trash. But you didn't and you believed. Big Time Bex even admitted that without Lita, there would be no Becky Lynch. But here's the thing. There is a Becky Lynch now. So now there needs to be no more Lita, which was a good line. 
But seriously, everything else she said here was basically, listen, Lita, I'm going to kill you. This then became your usual back and forth that ended with Lita laying out Becky Lynch with the twist of fate and the moonsault. But I will tell you this, this was actually very well done. It didn't outstay its welcome. Both were very good on the microphone. It made me want to see the match, even though, again, it was all like, oh, hello, can I have a title shot? Of course you can. So I am giving it an up. I actually think they're going to have a pretty good match. And then Kevin Owens got murked because he went to Adam Pearce and Sonderville and he was like, did you see what I just did? Pretty sure I should be in the Emulation Chamber now. And they went, Kev, not only are you not in the thing, but you may not even make it to WrestleMania. And I swear, if Kevin Owens is not on WrestleMania, I will come up with a brand new down that will be so devastating, it will bring the WWE to its knees. I mean, obviously that's not going to happen, but as you can see, I would be very, very perturbed. This also kind of summed up how stupid that earlier 50-50 booking was, because it didn't help anybody. Kevin Owens did not get into the chamber, so I don't know why we did it. It was then time for more advertising that, oh, by the way, we are going to do that women's elimination chamber match. Please don't forget, because we had Liv Morgan versus Dewdrop, but once again, very good. So the absolute positive of all of this is that we did get multiple women's matches on Raw, which actually did formulate some kind of story heading into this premium live event. And Liv Morgan got a near fall after a code breaker and then Dewdrop got one after a face buster. But I suppose because Dewdrop did lose the Raw Rumble, eventually she hit the Vader bomb. She got the one, two, three. And again, if Bianca Belair don't win that chamber match... I don't know what the flub we're doing. And the second Alexa Bliss segment that we've already talked about when Seth Rollins was here and he said, I'm going to win the championship and main event WrestleMania. And I was like, please let that happen. When it was time for Seth Rollins versus Riddle in our main event on Raw. And I'm pretty sure this is the first time that's ever happened. And I tell you, this was absolutely brilliant as well. Until we've got to the finish. I mean, imagine this happened in your favorite ever sitcom. There's 15 episodes. You sit down to watch every single one. And when you get to the credits, it finishes in the exact same way. You'd be like, this is really boring. This is really dull. Why are we just repeating everything? Because as ever, I sit there going, oh man, who's going to win this? I mean, Riddle's on the way up. And Seth Rollins, obviously, he's a mega super duper star. How will we get out the other side of this? And the answer... (laughs) It's always DQ. It's always a disqualification because just as Riddle was finding his momentum, here was Kevin Owens. He tonked him right in the face and the referee had no choice but to call it. And I did that. I facepalmed over and over again before I realized it probably wasn't very good for my skull. Randy Orton then balanced the odds and he gave an RKO to Kevin Owens. As Jimmy Smith said, here comes Randy Orton with pain in his eyes. I was like, what the hell does that mean? And this allowed WWE to do their favorite ever thing when magically it became a tag team match. So honestly, if you want to do a tag team match, just do a tag team match, especially because this ended when Seth Rollins curb stopped Riddle and he beat him. I was like, wait, these are the two guys that were in the singles match. You literally could have done the same thing. Jimmy Smith also lost his mind when it became a tag team match. A kid, he doesn't watch the show because nobody could have been surprised by this. So as ever, I'm going to be an a-hole and sit on the fence because both matches were really fun and really entertaining. So you've got to give it an up. But this get out of jail free card, which isn't even a get out of jail free card anymore because WWE does it too much. I'm just done with it. I want disqualifications to enhance the story, not be used as some kind of a crutch. So it's getting it down. Thankfully, there was some extra narrative after this because as soon as Rollins had one, Orton RKO'd Kevin Owens. And do you know what Seth did? He left via the rampway going, <laughs> and he didn't help his buddy, even though his buddy had helped him. So I know I've said it a few times today. 
we are planting those seeds. Which brought us to the end of yet another episode of Monday Night Raw. And I tell you, for the last few weeks, Raw has actually been quite good. It's almost like they've got a focus and they've got a purpose and they know where they're headed. So I had a good enough time and it's getting it up. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.